Hello there. Uh, so a bit of a snag I hit last week. Um, I'm putting this little snippet, but right before the intro song hits, just to kind of give you all a heads up of why this episode sounds very outdated. Well, because it is very outdated at this point. Uh, I recorded this, I believe, Friday, Saturday, and was nearly done editing it. And then all of a sudden, my computer just decided to just turn off. And so I had to go through a whole rigmarole of things to try to get it to fix. Um, it was just very something minor, but something that my brother and uh, and I had to kind of figure out together. And well, now it's fixed. It's up and working. And I didn't want to waste this episode, so I decided just to put it still uh, to, to put the finishing touches on it and then publish it. So um, excuse the outdated information, uh, but I will make sure to also address this again uh, on this week's episode. And I appreciate the patience. And I hope that uh, you know I don't hit this snafu again but we shall see Welcome to episode 11 of Let's Talk Pokemon, the podcast where we talk everything and anything Pokemon. Sorry for the late episode. Uh, It's been a really busy week. I was trying to wrap up stuff at work uh, in preparation for spring break uh, because that's what I'm on right now. Although I have stuff that I have to do for school uh, because I take classes as well. And uh, yeah, it's it's definitely not going to be as much of an enjoyable spring break as I would hope. But still, I'm pretty sure I got time to do things uh, that I would like to do. For instance, kind of work on a Twitch setup in a way. Like I have things I can do to run Twitch and like I have all the connections and everything. It's just a matter of kind of fixing the layout, figuring out a stream schedule if I'm going to do one. And, and whatnot, like, because I, I initially had plans to stream a Pokemon game every month. So, for instance, this month would have been Sword and Shield, since it's the Gather Month celebration for Pokemon 25th anniversary. Not sure if I'm going to be able to have time to go through with that, but, you know, we'll see. I, I have some time to work on that um, after I get all of my other priorities taken care of. So, going back to what I was saying before... Uh, yeah, sorry for the late episode. Um, I try to keep it on Fridays, um, but just kind of keep in mind once in a while, I will probably have to release it on a Saturday uh, just because of, of timing and, and whatnot. But nevertheless, I am here. And this probably will be a short episode anyway, considering that there's not a whole lot of news going on. In fact, what we're going to do in this episode is probably, I'll probably just go ahead and cover the news first. Um, and then after that, I want to kind of end it talking a little bit about PokemonCenter.com. Um, there's a f- few more releases and, uh, and a couple of surprising ones. Um, well, m- one major surprise that I wasn't expecting. I don't know how much of it was actually around Era Media, but when it was up for pre-order, um, people kind of went crazy for it. So we'll, we'll get to that point towards the end of the episode, and then we'll go from there. So without further ado... Let's just go ahead and then talk about, well, let's catch up first a little bit on Fletching Community Day, because that was, that happened last weekend, um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. I had a blast. I actually was hosting a birthday party. So my local comic shop, um, the one that I've, uh, with people that I've known for so long, um, 
they asked me to help them with a Pokemon birthday party. And we've done this before last year for a special customer of ours who basically takes like these pre he buys like a whole pre-release box. So, you know, it comes with 10 pre-release kits and it comes with the booster packs. And he has his uh, son like invite friends over. And then we basically do just like a little mini pre-release event. So because it was actually perfect timing in the sense that Battle Styles pre-release kits were out by that time. Um, yeah, this was last week. Uh, he did a Battle Styles pre-release event um, with, uh, it was his son and I think five others, five other of his friends. And we just kind of did a, a, pre, a kind of like a pre-release event. It wasn't official, it wasn't sanctioned or anything like that. But it was more of like, you know, half the kids didn't know how to play Pokemon. So it was their chance to learn how to play um, the cards. And they were having a blast. They were having a great time. You know, they, they had fun uh, with the cards. They were trading cards. It was great. It was, it was, it was so nice to see that happen after all this whole you know scalping situation going on with cards being non-existent in stores it was just very nice to see the kids enjoy cards and getting into it and some of the kids were like were saying that you know they want to start you know getting more cards and starting to learn how to play and it was it was awesome so um yeah anyway on, that was the day of flesh and community day the father actually uh he's a good buddy of mine uh and we're on pokemon go together and so he was actually playing pokemon go with me the entire day and we also did raids and stuff and so we did catch quite a good amount of shiny fletchling um i was i was having a blast with it it was it was good I, fletchling is one of my favorite pokemon so it was just very cool to see a whole bunch of them out there um the i got like i think four shinies uh, obviously got my shiny Fletchender and Talonflame, and it was just, it was very awesome. Um, I'm, I was very happy with that community day. Uh, and surprisingly, though, they have not announced the next community day. At least at the time of recording, they haven't announced it yet. So I'm very curious what's going to come up for the month of April and May, because I usually, I think they usually do two, uh, two community day updates out. So. Uh, probably sometime this week, I would I would assume that we're gonna see something about what the next community days will be, but yeah, that was uh, that was pretty much it. That was my flushing community day, and like I said, it was a great time, um, especially with the birthday party and everything. And uh, actually, side like kind of segue into another uh, topic. Uh, the father actually kind of uh, helped uh, me by getting um, some shiny fates, the premium collection boxes that were out, uh, the Dragapult and the Crobat. So I was really happy to get those uh, because they were sold out everywhere, as usual. And he also, uh, as a token of appreciation for my help, uh, he handed me a Battle Styles pre-release kit with three booster packs. So I was very ecstatic about that. Like, it was it was very cool to open up Battle Styles. I actually got two Urshivu Vs. I think one was a V Max, and then the other one was a V Full Art. Um, so I was really, really happy with my pulls and... Yeah, every, it was it was a good time. Good weekend. Great weekend. Very much needed after, you know, scrambling around looking for Pokemon cards. But I hope you guys had a great community day and hopefully you guys got as, as many shinies as you needed or wanted on that day. All right, so let's go ahead now into the Pokemon news. Like I said, there's not a whole lot. We'll probably get through this really quick. Um, we'll end it with Pokemon Go, seeing that they're they have the most amount to uh, to talk about. We'll actually start with Cafe and Masters because there's not a whole lot going on there. Um, Pokemon Masters, uh, the only thing that's going on other than the Galar Trainers still being available to get through uh, the Poker Fair Scouts, 
Um, they announced just recently uh, what their next event is going to be, and it's just going to be a repeat event. So if you play Pokemon Masters for a long time now, this is nothing new to you. But for those that are new and that haven't um, been playing Pokemon Masters, like, you know, you guys just joined in, uh, there is a, a legendary event called New World Dilemma that's going to provide a story about Cyrus's entrance into the Pasio region, and you'll it will offer the sync pair of Cyrus and Palkia. And that begins on Monday, March 15th. So you have that to look forward to. Um, for just in general news, I mean, I think we have the uh, Iris uh, and Haxorus. No, Iris and... There's like a champion outfit, Iris, coming out, I think, on the 18th. So, you know, a few days after that, there will be new sync pairs to scout for. Um, and I might actually have to cough up some money uh, just to get a couple more gems because I, I don't have Marnie yet and I don't have Piers yet. I don't want to miss out on that opportunity, so we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll update you guys next week. But that's it for Pokemon Masters. In Pokemon Cafe, um, the only thing that's happening right now is that we have a Mimikyu team event. It's a repeat event, which adds Mimikyu to the game as a special customer, and it's going to run until March 24th. And then 30 new stages have been added with various new Pokemon gimmicks and offerings that will be released also on the 24th, which I think we've known for a while. I think that's something they've announced a while back. And now we're finally getting the official release date of March 24th being that day that these things um, happen. So once the Mimikyu event ends, then you get your new 30 stages. And that's it. That's Pokemon Masters. That's Pokemon Cafe. Um, surprisingly, I would expect it more from Pokemon Masters considering that you know, supposedly we only get we only had part one of their 1.5 anniversary, so I don't know where part two is. Um, hopefully, we'll get some updates soon throughout this week. In Pokemon Sword and Shield, the Players Cup three, um, the qualifiers had already happened, and the Pokemon Tournament DX is now open for registration on their official official site. Um, so uh, we're getting ready for that big tournament. Um, they always broadcast it on Twitch, and so we got some more information on that. Uh, the Players' Cup 3 live stream schedule uh, is going to be broadcasted April 10th through the 11th, and the Global Finals for Players' Cup 3 will run on April 23rd through the 25th. VGC, TG, TCG, and Pokémon Tournament DX will all be streamed during those weekends on separate channels, but the finals on April 25th will all be on the main Twitch channel. And then the VGC will be commentated by Aaron Zhang, Aaron Zhang Lee Provost, and Lou Cromie. The TCG matches will be commentated by Chip Ritchie, Ethan Hagee, Joe Bernard, and Ross Gilbert. If I'm mispronouncing any of those, I do apologize. Uh, the Pokémon Tournament matches will be commentated by Brendan Burnside Hansen, Evan Wonderchef Hashimoto, and Victoria Vickity Perez. So, a lot of that stuff probably is irrelevant to maybe some of you guys. Um, just a couple things I wanted to point out. Uh, I think this whole online tournament has been really cool. I think it's really great that Pokémon Company has found a way to like really make sure that Pokemon companies are still able to hold their competitions despite the pandemic. Um, so, I, I, you know, a lot of uh, congrats and, and kudos goes to Pokemon Company for making this all work. Um, the also thing, other thing I want to point out, the names that I've, I mentioned, um, if you've been around with the Pokemon Company long enough, some of the names are familiar. Aaron Zane is definitely one of those for sure in the VGC tournament. He's even got a YouTube channel. He does a lot of work with Pokemon VGC. And... 
Uh, I think it's really cool that they actually kind of went out of their way to mention this because in any other sort of tournament announcement, I've never seen them ever name who the broadcasters are. So it kind of goes to show you that the competition stuff, like these these tournaments are getting bigger and bigger to the point where now people are recognizing also the, the, the broadcasters, the commentators, um, because they're becoming more prominent in the Pokemon community. There's fan bases for those guys. And so this is really awesome that they really went, like, I guess not fully out of the way, but they, they made it a point to you know, mention these specific names so that people uh, can maybe get excited for that, you know? Maybe people that aren't, you know, too familiar with VGC or maybe just got into VGC know Aaron Zhang and they'll be like, oh yeah, well, I want to see what his commentary is about in these matches. And that gets people to learn. So I think this is really great. I think this is awesome. This is definitely going to bring more people in, um, you know, uh, into the uh, competitive side of Pokemon. You know, maybe not by the thousands or by the millions, but definitely, you know, every little bit counts, especially if they keep this ongoing, they're definitely going to roll in some more. It's just going to have a big snowball effect. So this is awesome. Uh, I'm glad that they got their, their names out there for sure. But that's pretty much it for Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield. Um, and like I said, the big one comes from Pokemon Go, and that's what we'll end with as far as the Pokemon video game updates. Uh, so Pokemon Go... Uh, we have our Searching for Legends that have started to already, I think it's been a couple weeks in, one or two weeks in, uh, but we do know that this event will boost various Steel-type Pokemon, Shiny Nose Pass is being out there, um, and it's going to run till March 14th, so that specific event, the Searching for Legends, has some time research that you have to finish, so by the time of recording this, you have about two days, so by the time this episode is published, you have about day and a half kind of uh maybe less than that uh to get that taken care of if you haven't looked into it yet as the season of legends is continuing raids right now have shifted to be thunderous um, which is available now uh, five star raids and is going to be available until march 16th the shiny is also available for that so for those that like to go out and raid and don't have a thunderous yet you might want to do so now although this is for the incarnate form we're going to get the Ethereum form i think uh pretty soon so uh niantic have announced the next pokemon to go event this event is an incense focused event on beldum and will run from 11 a.m to 5 p.m local time on march 14th so during this event the spawns will alternate between steel type pokemon and psychic type pokemon and you'll be able to have metagross learn meteor mash during this event when you evolve metang in psychic type hours you'll find beldum not to Girafferig, Metatite, Baltoy, and Muna. In Steel Hours, you'll encounter Beldum, Alolan Diglett, Magnemite, Aeron, and Bronzor, and Shieldon. The timeline is as follows. Uh, 11 to 12, Psychic. 12 to 1, Steel. 1 to 2, Psychic. 2 to 3, Steel. 3 to 4, Psychic. 4 to 5, Steel. So it just alternates, starting with Psychic type, and then ending with Steel type at the end of the day. There will also be a special event box featuring incense for one coin. Um, this is pretty neat. Beldum is a very popular Pokemon, especially um, Beldum that knows Meteor Mash. Uh, if So if it's able to learn that, I think that you got to just stock up on those. Um, Shieldon is a somewhat rare Pokemon too. All of these Pokemon are also available as Shinies. So if you're looking to Shiny Hunt, um, this is kind of a good time to capitalize on that, I guess. Or a, a good chance to capitalize on that if you, if you need to. But... 
uh, yeah, I mean, this is fine. Uh, I think it's nice to have these little mini events for those that want always something to do. And this is something fun to look forward to on, on the Sunday. I mean, there's nothing wrong behind this. I don't think there's any sort of catch to any of this. So yeah, go check it out for Steel and Psychic type, especially for those that are looking to complete their Mute quest and need Psychic and Steel type to finish those two quests there. There you go. This is your chance to do that. Niantic have also announced another Pokemon Go event. Uh, this event is the Charge-Up event and features an increase in Electric-type Pokemon with Tynamo and Mega Magnectric being added. It runs from March 16th to March 22nd. The event features increased spawns of Tynamo, Alolan Geodude, Volptorb, Electric, Stunfisk, and more. Pichu, Elekid, Electric, Shinx, Joltik, Tynamo, and Stunfisk will be in 5k eggs. There will be event field research given Pokeballs. Ampharos Mega Energy, Mega Magnetric Energy, and uh, encounters with electric type Pokemon. There will also be a ton of research, as there usually is with the with an event nowadays. Which is Voltorb, Shanks, Blitzel, Clank, and Tynamo are in one star raids. Alolan Raichu, Alolan Graveler, Magneton, and Ampharos will be in three star raids. Mega Magnetric, Mega Houndoom, and Mega Abomasnow will be in Mega raids. And then Thunderous Therian form will be in five-star raids. Um, you also have a higher chance of evolution items from gifts. Uh, this is cool. Uh, I like that it's themed. I hope, well, I'm pretty sure in the summertime we get water. So I'm looking forward to the water event. But uh, for those that really love Electric-type Pokemon, if you, uh, for those that want to complete their Pokedex, we do need Tynamo. This is the first time Tynamo is introduced. So definitely worth getting for that. If you're looking to fill your Mega Pokedex, Mega Magnetric is new, so this is your chance to get that as well. This is a cool event, this is good. Uh, there's a lot to do here, a lot to catch, and a lot of these Pokemon are shiny eligible, so, you know, it's fair game. And yeah, definitely worth playing for sure. Um, it's only there for about a week, almost up to a week, so don't miss out on this event. Again, that's from the 16th through the 22nd. And then other Niantic news, um, there are a couple of, I guess, new features that are being rolled out. Um, the first one's kind of a change to the uh, earning of extra large candy. Uh, so it says here, bonuses were announced and they are finally going live. From now on, players in Pokemon Go uh, who catch and evolve Pokemon, legendary Pokemon or mythic Pokemon are now guaranteed to get extra large candy stage one gives one extra large candy stage two gives two extra large candy and legendary pokemon give three extra large candy walking with your buddy can also get you extra large candy and trading has a chance of it with more extra large candy the longer the trade distance okay so what so the longer you trade it or the farther away the trade is then uh the more more extra large candy you get or the higher the chance I think it's more that you get, which is good, I guess. I mean, I just, I'm not, I haven't dived into the whole extra large candy feature yet, um, especially since it does take a lot of time to, uh, you know, build up on that. But uh, for those that are deep into the whole extra large candy hunt, there you go. There's more opportunities. I don't know if this fixes the issue though, because a lot of people did have problems with the current way to get extra large candy, but. We'll see how the community reacts uh, as time goes on. 
Uh, speaking of community, Niantic have announced a referral system that's coming into Pokemon Go. Here you'll be able to refer a friend into the game for the first time or start playing again and both you and the, your friend will earn items such as rare candy, incubators, and more, and even Pokemon encounters. This will start a gradual rollout starting in Australia where players will start to receive referral codes. This is weird because I feel like this would have benefited maybe a couple years back, but maybe it kind of goes to show that we've already maxed out how many players are willing to jump into the game. And so now Niantic is trying to make sure that we get new players in so that way they can do more repeat events, which I, it's weird. Just having a referral system would have been so much better back in the day, but I can see how people would have taken advantage of it, I guess. Um, I mean, Pokemon Go is, is I think, still like one of the top trending apps uh, on Google Play Store and, and the Apple Store. So uh, I, I'm just curious, like how many... I still have people, I mean, I guess I still have friends that don't play Pokemon Go, but I don't know if, like, where's the incentive? I guess the reward, sure, that you're supposed to get, but, I mean, I guess if if the person's not a Pokemon fan, how else would you entice that person to play Pokemon Go? I don't know. It's really weird. It's cool. I'm not opposed to this referral system. I'm just wondering how effective it's actually going to be. In the time that we're in right now so I mean I guess time will tell but uh, it's only rolling out in Australia first so we'll see how long it takes for it to eventually get to um, to the US and everywhere else then the last thing Niantic have uh, announced is that they started to roll out a new feature currently only on a select amount of players and with new eggs you will now be able to see the Pokemon that can hatch from the egg alongside a rarity denoted by number of eggs. The more eggs, the rarer they are. So I think the way I saw it was if it's like a picture of one egg as the as the text headline kind of. Um, and then it has like the picture of the Pokemon underneath it. And then you'll see another like, let's say two eggs. And then you'll see the Pokemon underneath that. And that just the more eggs are, the, the more rare that the Pokemon is. So... I guess it's kind of neat. I mean, gives you an idea of whether or not the eggs are worth it. But I think one of the number one features that a lot of people are kind of complaining about is give me the ability to delete the eggs so that way they can get more of a certain kind of egg, right? If I'm sitting on 12 2K eggs and none of the, like, that egg pool doesn't have anything I want, then obviously I would want to get rid of them so maybe I can get something like 5K eggs or 12K eggs or whatever. So, yeah, it's just really weird that they're doing this feature instead of the deleting feature because then I feel like that would uh, please more people. But this isn't like a negative thing per se. This is something that people would also still like to have. So um, it's good that they're rolling that out. Now, before we go any further, uh, I do want to apologize really quick for the audio in this episode. It's a lot of ups and downs, highs and lows. Uh, probably weird background noises. Uh, I was using a, new, a different mic uh, and I was in a couple different locations trying to record this episode. So I apologize for a lot of the weird stuff in the audio. Um, I'm trying to do the best that I can. And so just kind of bear with me and, and be patient with me. I'm, I'm going to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Uh, and I might be actually trying a new mic next week. So we'll see how that episode goes. But uh, I just want to kind of make sure I, uh, I give you guys that, that kind of uh, you know explanation as to why the audio is so weird. It's not on your end. Definitely not. It's definitely on my end. 
But let's go ahead and talk about Pokemon Center. Because Pokemon Center came out with a few new releases, just three three particular items, uh, and I kind of wanted to get talk a little bit about Pokemon Center as a whole uh, after I get done talking about these three items. Um, so it'll be very brief, uh, hopefully not too long of a rant. But we'll start by going over the uh, one of the first new items that came up. Uh, since we last talked was the Pokemon Celebration Switch Case. So if you're in need for a new Switch Case, um, whether it's for the Nintendo Switch or Nintendo Switch Lite, um, definitely think about uh, picking this one up because uh, it's a very nice uh, overall design. It's very standard. It's the same Pokemon 25 logo uh, with the same background of all the stars that you guys have been seeing and all the Pokemon 25 Celebration stuff. Um, it's just very sleek looking. And it retails for $19.99, which I think is the standard anyway for a Pokemon Switch case. So again, if you're in the market for one, whether you're just needing one uh, because you just got a Switch or you're looking to upgrade, definitely consider this, especially if you're a Pokemon fan, because it looks very, very cool. Uh, and it's definitely, I feel like definitely worth the $20 um, just from the design of it alone. Now... The other item that was released, which was kind of a random drop because this was technically an item that was supposed to be released, I believe, on March 5th. Now, in stores, yes, they have been selling out. Uh, and unfortunately, people have been up in them about like three times the price that you would find them at retail. But PokemonCenter.com finally released the first partner packs, which I can't remember at the time of recording if this was on a Thursday or Friday that they put this up. But it was kind of like a weird time and i remember when i first saw them i actually had no issues ordering them there was like no uh site crash there was no like you know uh a page unavailable or anything like that at all it was just hey they're there it's a limit of three and everything was fine like i just i was able to just ring out a-okay now a couple hours later the site did start to crash because when I went back to revisit it just to see what, if anything was going to happen, it did start to say site is experiencing crashes or whatever. And then I think it was too. It wasn't too long after that that the when you go to the product page, it just says page unavailable, so you couldn't even see the item at all. Then after a few hours of that, it then became okay. You can see the product item. It's got its own page, the description, everything's there, but uh, you could not purchase any because it was unavailable not even out of stock it was just unavailable so it was very strange it was a very limited window i guess or a very limited number of them that they were having up i can't imagine them not having them up again but i can't say for certain uh i know at retail stores um though i just got i went to a target not too long ago had a huge ton of binders like a lot of the pokemon uh 25 pikachu uh binder collection uh, there was a bunch of them all over the place. So maybe they'll have plenty of these because uh, I think the binder is still up for order on Pokemon Center. So I would imagine that they would put these back in stock, especially since they're kind of a part of an ongoing collection. So just keep an eye on it. If you missed out this first time, um, just kind of frequently check on it and, and see if it ever gets back in stock. Now, the kind of one of the major items that was released that I don't think anyone saw coming. Uh, I don't think this was something that I had seen in any of the social media pages or anything like that. But it turns out that Charizard got its own statue that's exclusive to the Pokemon Center. It's called the Charizard Rising Flames 
figure by First Four Figures. First Four Figures is a brand. Uh, it's a statue company. Um, they're very uh, well known for their for their work um, and premium quality sculpted figures. And I guess they partnered with Pokemon Center to do a Charizard one, which makes sense. Charizard is a big seller and. Uh, I remember stumbling on this one because I was just checking new releases on, on Pokemon Center. I usually do every day, like around 11 and noon, just to see what's going to be on there. And it said site was crashing. And I was like, wait, why? So I checked on new releases and this figure was there. Now, I'm not a big Charizard fan at all. Like, I don't hate Charizard. Uh, I I just, you know, if it's Charizard stamped thing, I'm not going to go crazy for it. If it's Blastoise, I'm, I'm doing it in a heartbeat, like no questions asked. But Charizard, after I had, I had to look at the statue first and that first glance, I was, it was immediate to me that I was like, okay, I have to pre-order this thing because it is so beautifully well done. Like the details and everything from the flames to the details on Charizard, the way that his wings are articulated, his hands, like it is just a, a, a awesome statue overall and it was just something i was like okay i have to get this like even if i'm not a charizard fan like this is something that that needs to be purchased because i don't think you'll get anything quite like this uh at least in the way that it's designed to especially with the the light up display that it has like it is just an incredible figure um it does retail for 249.99 and it was limited, I believe, to 3000 So this actually took quite a while for it to sell out because I got on it, I think, within the hour that it was up for sale. And I didn't have as many issues as I did, like Shining Fate stuff. Um, I think the limit of one, because uh, it was a limit of per a purchase limit of one on this, I think that kind of helped maybe a little bit with the bots and stuff like that. But uh after me purchasing it, uh, it took several hours later until it finally became unavailable. Now, if you try to purchase this on, you know, third-party sites, like let's say eBay, huh, I mean, you got to really love Charizard to be paying those prices. Because I, when I last checked eBay, some were selling from anywhere between $600 to $750. So if, if Charizard is your main and you're passionate about Charizard and you got money, sure. But... I don't think that's the right way to go. Essentially, the item was released at $249.99, so people are now trying to make three times their profit off of that. I'm not looking to resell mine. I'm happy that I got one. I'm lucky. I feel lucky and fortunate, and this is one that I'm, I'm definitely going to have to find a place to display because it is it is such a beauty. If you go on PokemonCenter.com, go to new releases, the picture is still there, and you can check it out. But I'm really hoping that... Blastoise and Venusaur are coming. Maybe with Pikachu, sure. Um, really, I just want Blastoise. But it would just be weird to get Blastoise and Charizard and not Venusaur. Uh, I did... When I saw this advertised on my Facebook page, I actually um, uh, commented uh, to First Four Figures. I was like, hey, is there a Blastoise or a Venusaur in the works? And they replied to me saying... There is nothing to announce at this time. So then I just replied with a GIF of like, okay, go ahead, keep your secrets. So we'll see. Ho ho fingers crossed that they make more. But regardless, this was super cool. Very random. Um, I don't think this is at all hinted in any way whatsoever. At least not in my peripherals on social media and, and whatever. But um, ah, man, it's, it's such a cool product and I can't wait to get it. It ships out in November. So it's going to be a while until I can get my hands on that. But what I really wanted to talk about Pokemon Center was... 
I think Pokemon Center really needs a, a rehaul, a, a sort of a, a reboot or renovation or whatever, um, because it is getting bigger. Like, it's getting a lot more popularity. A lot more people know about it. The items are selling out more often. People are ordering things left and right. And I just think it needs work, especially when it comes to uh, customer quality. So there's a couple instances here I kind of want to bring up. Now, by all means, Pokemon Center is, is a great site to order Pokemon things from. They're starting to get more and more creative with the items that they're selling, uh, with the items that people are going to want. So, you know, I don't want to take away from that. What, what I want to kind of, I don't want to necessarily go on a rant about it, but so I bought a, uh, a few items from Pokemon Center, some celebration stuff. I got a shirt, I got the Pokemon 25 poster, um, I got a Sharpedo sitting cutie just uh, as an extra side item. Uh, I also got the Pokemon celebration glasses, the short ones, and the lanyards. Now, there's a couple of things that was kind of weird about this. It came in a very long box because of the poster. But what was kind of a little concerning was when I opened the box, everything, well, first of all, everything felt loose when I was carrying the box. And then when I opened it, it was literally the poster, right? It's in a tube. But then there was like maybe one strip of bubble padding on it that was kind of holding that and the other items, but not very well. So I don't, I, I there's, there's another complaint here I'm going to get to in a second. So I don't know if that really affected it, but I just wanted to bring it up because that's how they shipped it. And this isn't the first time that I was kind of iffy about their shipping. I did order a couple of other items that kind of came very loose. Um, I do recall going back to, uh, there was the, the regional posters, uh, where they were kind of cool, simplistic designs of, uh, of, of something iconic about each region. I ordered those and even those came in a box that was bigger than the posters and it was only one strip of bubble padding and well, the posters came damaged. So, um, the one of the items that came damaged in the other box, the one that I originally started talking about was the uh, short glasses, the inner lip had a chip on it. So uh, I don't know if the, the loose packaging had anything with it, maybe, maybe not. But what I kind of want to bring up to, to people's attention is the way that it takes to return things. Because there's no straight exchange, right? You, you can't like say, uh, like on Amazon, for example, if something's wrong with your item, they'll send you a new one and then they'll just give you the shipping label to send the other one back. PokemonCenter.com doesn't work that way. Uh, what happens is that uh, you have to actually return the item um, by requesting the shipping label. And so you have to package it yourself and then you have to pay for shipping to return it. And then once they return it, they start the process of refunding your money. But there's no option to get a straight exchange. So uh, while you're doing all this, there's no guarantee that you're going to get a brand new item because you actually have to go and purchase the item again. And that's a very unfortunate because I want that reassurance that if I'm returning this item, that I'm going to get a brand new set of this item. What happened with my posters a while back was... When I returned them, 
you know, I didn't want to be $80 in the hole, right? Because I spent $40 for the posters and then I'll have to spend another $40 because I would have to wait for my $40 to get refunded to me. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to get to wait till I get refunded. That way I can use that $40 again to buy the posters. Well, by the time that happened, the posters were sold out. They became unavailable. And so I was out of luck. I was like, well, that sucks. Like, I really wanted these posters. But now I can't get them because I had to wait for my money to be refunded to buy them. Same thing is happening with the short glasses. I went through the process of returning them. But, you know, I'm not guaranteed that I'm going to get them back. Now, there's just 20 bucks. Sure, I could probably cough up another 20 bucks. But it's just, it sucks that I have to wait for that refund. But also, I'm losing out more on money because I have to pay for the shipping to send it over there. They don't pay for it at all. Which, I get it, it's free shipping to me, but still, like, it should be free shipping to send it back? Maybe? Maybe not? I don't know. Maybe? Am I am I alone in that thinking? It's just really, really weird to me. And the whole process of returning is very automated. Like, there's no, there's no one you talk to. There's no customer service phone number. There's no, you know, customer service chat. It's just, you go to your order history, you pick out whatever order it came in, then you click on the item, there's a drop-down box saying why you want to return it, and then you just choose from a list of options of why you're returning it. And then the next option is print these pages. Here's your packing slip. Here's your shipping label. And then, uh, the you know, just go ahead and send it off whenever you're ready. And that's it. So I just think Pokemon Center needs to be very, I don't know, uh, needs to put some more, I guess, personability? Or what's, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like a more personal touch on things because... The way that things are getting shipped, the way I had to go through all the refunds and everything, it just seems like, is there anyone at the Pokemon Center that has, like, you know, feelings, a heart, you know, something that tells me that they care about me getting a quality product, you know, an unbroken product, an undefective product? Like, it's just, I don't know, it's just very weird to me, and I don't like the way that it is, and I, not that I'm... Like I, I hate to say, like think that I'm bashing a Pokemon Center. I'm and I, I'm trying not to because I do love the items that they present. I do love the way that you know it's it's easy to click on this and you can check out, especially with PayPal. But it's just the other end of it. It's like you know Amazon and Walmart even and Target have better ways of going about packaging their items and making things easier if if uh, if customers want an exchange and not just a return. And I don't know, I just think Pokemon Center really needs to look into that and be able to um, give us that that premium service quality I think Pokemon Center can now give at this point. A few years ago, and I said this before in an episode, you know, Pokemon Center was a ghost town. No one really ordered from Pokemon Center. You don't see very many reviews. Um, I think there's an item now that has like 18 reviews on it, sure, but I think I can guarantee you that in the past... There would only been maybe two reviews at most. So now that it's gaining a lot of popularity and people are buying more and more from Pokemon Center, I just think it's time for Pokemon Center to, you know, really rehash what they have there, really rework their website, you know, make it bot, you know, preventable in any way that they can. So that way, you know, we're, we're not, you know, having to go through all these site crashes. Um, I'm not sure if there is a way to fix that, but maybe they can look more into it. It's just I they need to start kind of start upgrading their stuff, especially if people are gonna now consistently start ordering from Pokemon Center, especially for during during this whole Pokemon twenty five celebration. So 
it was just kind of like a few thoughts that I had running in my head about it as I got my items, as I started ordering these items. And so um, these are just some things that I really want Pokemon Center to kind of work on. It's still a great site to shop from. Um, it's very easy to navigate, very easy to search for things. Uh, so if you've never seen Pokemon, if you've never been on PokemonCenter.com, I don't know what you've been doing. And are you really a Pokemon fan? <laughs> because there's a lot of cool things on there. And some even a lot of the older stuff, some of it's still in stock. So, uh, you know, always, you know, keep a, an eye open for some random things that you might like that you want to try to order here and there. But that's pretty much it. That's all I wanted to talk about as far as Pokemon Center goes. And so, nevertheless, we are at the last segment of our episode. That's right. We are at the Pokedex trivia, where I read to you a Pokedex entry of a mysterious Pokemon that you have to guess. I do not tell you where that Pokedex entry is from, but I may give a hint or two while I give you a few minutes to try to guess. So, without further ado, let us go ahead and read this episode's Pokedex entry. Its skull is a hard as iron. It is a brute that tears down jungle trees while catching prey. Now, the skull part might have given it away. I can tell you that it is a monotype Pokemon. Its shiny is red. Its skull is as hard as iron. It is a brute that tears down jungle trees while catching prey. It is a stage one, so this is the evolution of a Pokemon. Got it narrowed down yet? All right, well, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and reveal the Pokemon. It is none other than number 409, Rampardos. Rampardos is this episode's Pokemon for the Pokedex trivia. Ancient times, I don't know, I was thinking more fossil. If I said fossil, that would have given it away. But the skull part kind of hinted towards it, considering that it is a hard-headed Pokemon, and it uses its head to attack quite often. So let's look into some info about Rampardos. Like I said, the shiny is red, so not too bad, not too bad at all. But with some of the trivia here, Rampardos has the highest base attack stat of all rock-type Pokemon. Okay, Rampardos and its pre-evolved form are the only fossil Pokemon of a single type. Is that right? Aerodactyl, Kabuto, Ammonite, Shieldon. I was going to say for a second Aurorus, but it's Ice Rock. Interesting. I didn't realize that. Okay, well, that's that's kind of neat. Um, there's no other trivia. Uh, I, there, I guess I could read the origin part here from Bulbapedia. Rampardos is based on the family of dinosaurs known as, oh, I'm going to butcher this one, Pachycephalosauridae, although the head ornamentation resembles that of the Stigmaloc or the Dracorex because of its height. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Um, it's a pretty neat Pokemon. Uh, I don't know if it's one of my favorite fossil type Pokemon. Um, it's a bit chunky in its evolution form, but it's it's neat. It's fine. Uh, I don't think I have anything uh, negative to really just say against it. So if you're a fan of Rapardos, well, there you go. It gets its spotlight for today. 
Well, that wraps up this episode, guys. Thank you for hanging in there with me. Thank you for this brief episode. Again, not a whole lot of information. We kind of did expect that after the Pokemon Day celebration, the Pokemon Presents and all that. So maybe within the next couple of weeks, we'll get some more info. We'll see what happens. I know I'm pretty, I, I feel pretty confident that, you know, maybe that there's going to be some sort of presentation during summertime for, uh, what is it? Uh, diamond pearl remakes um considering that is e3 time so we'll see the, we'll see what happens but you know if anything definitely keep an eye out on pokemoncenter.com on a daily basis around 11 or 12 when they drop new things uh, sometimes even later than that you know just saying i'll cover your bases uh and yeah that's pretty much it so thank you guys again for joining with me if you want to follow me on social media you can uh follow me at spartan strike 07 on twitter and instagram youtube channel is spartan strike 07 although as of right now it's only these podcast episodes so just want to give you that heads up and uh, yeah and that's pretty much it so uh thank you very much again and i can't wait until next week so we can continue talking everything and anything pokemon We'll